As health and wellness providers, we know that better patient outcomes require a whole person, multidisciplinary approach that we just can't provide on our own. That's why I've started the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I'll be bringing you interviews with experts, tips, tricks, secrets, resources, systems, and solutions so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And creating your wellness center won't feel like starting over. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. Before diving into today's show, I'd love to tell you about Jane, our show sponsor. Jane is a practice management software that I love and use every day here at Vancouver Wellness Studio. For me, Jane is like having an extra set of helping hands for all of my daily tasks. It's easy to use, and I can book, chart, bill, and get paid all online. By doing these tasks with Jane, we've simplified workflows in our practice and saved a lot of time in admin work. Thanks, Jane. If you want to learn more, head to jane.app to book a one-on-one demo with a member of their team. You can also mention the Wellness Center Creators podcast at the time of sign-up for a one-month grace period applied to your new Jane account. Welcome back, everyone, to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. Today on the show, we have Juliet Kuhnley. Juliet is a national board-certified counselor and mental health therapist who owns Sun Counseling and Wellness, a private practice with two locations in Charlotte, North Carolina, and telehealth throughout North Carolina. She is also a mental health and wellness consultant, speaker, coach for other healers, and a writer with two magazine bylines, and she's working on her first book. Juliet is on a mission to destigmatize going to therapy and to normalize and elevate dialogue around mental health. She hosts a podcast called Who You Calling Crazy that features practical therapy tips and conversations with interesting people you want to know. Juliet has been featured on WBTV and WCNC and in publications including Shondaland, Psych Central, and Medium slash Elemental. You can follow Juliet on social media at Yep, I go to therapy for relatable, helpful, and often humorous insight. Welcome, Juliet. <laughs> Thanks for having me. So let's jump right into it. I love asking people why they do what they do. So mm-hmm. why did you become a therapist? Why did you get into this profession in the first place? So my whole shtick is that I feel like I know what it's like to be on both sides of the couch is what I say. So I was a client for a lot of years as a kid, just going through some attachment traumas and some other big T traumas. And so I just always knew that it was something that I wanted to do for other people. I wanted to hold that space for them. Um, so I went to, um, grad school pretty much right after college, just have always known that it was gonna, I thought psychiatry for a while when I was like, I'm not doing the med school thing. Um, (laughs) so yeah, so I've pretty much always known and, uh, it feels, it feels right. You know how they say like when you're doing what you were supposed to be doing, it doesn't necessarily feel like work. And I absolutely feel like that walking alongside other people in their own journeys. 
Did you always know you wanted to own a group practice? And really, what was that leap like? Because a lot of solo providers, I think, end up in group practice because the need is so high. But what was it like for you? Yeah, I I always had a like a dream of having a holistic practice, kind of a one-stop shop um, with lots of different offerings. And then, honestly, the pandemic is what sped the whole timeline up. So I started at an agency, an eating disorder treatment center, when I was in grad school as an intern and then stayed there for several years uh, while I was um, getting all my hours and on a couple maternity leaves. So it took me a long time to get all of those hours. And then in 2015, I went out on my own. I was an independent contractor, but still within like a within a group practice. And then um, January of 2020 is when I went out completely on my own. So then when everything happened, I just could not keep up with the um, uh, referrals. And and I wanted to pare back the amount of eating disorder clients I was seeing. So that's how the growth started. I, I brought on the first clinician who specialized also in that population. And then uh, it just took off from there. So now we have seven... Nope. We have eight mental health clinicians, a dietitian, an acupuncturist, and an integrative wellness provider. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you have a multidisciplinary team, multidisciplinary mm-hmm. clinic. Tell us more about that. What makes your practice unique and um, what's it like yeah. doing the multidisciplinary thing? Because most of our listeners are, are doing that or they are wanting to do that. Yeah. So, I mean, kind of going back a little bit to your last question of did I always know? Yeah, I always kind of had that dream, but it is so scary. (laughs) It's so scary when you're in it and you're, it's it's hard to take that leap and try to, you know, weigh the pros and cons and figure out, um, you know, that it's okay to want to make money in this profession. You know, I think um, us healers talk about that a lot, that we don't necessarily do this for the money, but it's also okay to want to make money (laughs) and to figure out how to break the mold from just kind of your standard community health, mental health or um, agency work. So, I do feel like our practice is unique in our area in Charlotte. We don't have, there, there really aren't other places where it can be, uh, you know, again, I call it like a one-stop shop where you can come in and really we can treat mind, body, spirit. Um, there's just not a lot of that here. So it's unique in that we feel like we've kind of cornered the market on getting people's buy-in, if you will, that all of these treatments and modalities can supplement each other really beautifully. And so that we do a lot of tag teaming in our office, you know, like I may see um, the mom of a family and then my colleague next door sees the teen and then the one next door sees the whole family. And then um, a couple of them go and see the acupuncturist and the integrative provider. Um, she does healing touch, which is an energy work and Enneagram work and yoga and spiritual companionship. So we do a lot of just kind of sharing of, of clients and families. And I think our our clients really appreciate that, that we're all the, all the cooks in the kitchen are in the same spot and that we really are coming together to try to bring them to complete, you know, wellness again, mind, body, spirit. So it's, it's pretty unique. This makes my heart so happy. This is, you know, this is why I do what I do. And, um, and I love hearing that, um, you've created this space in your community that didn't exist and that is needed. Mm-hmm. And this type of care, um, this is what people mm-hmm. want. This is what people want. Right. They want a different experience in healthcare and you're doing it. You're giving it to them. And that's beautiful. 
Thank you. Yeah, it's you're right. I mean, especially over the past couple of years, that's and that's my whole personal mission around the Yep, I Go to Therapy. People are talking about it so much differently. And I mean, we still obviously have a long way to go to keep moving the needle on stigma, but it is has definitely shifted. And so that's why the timing just made sense to to jump on it. And I try to get out in the community as much as possible. I mean, sometimes I have I have my own narrative of being too much and like, you know, I tell myself that people are, oh, there she is again. But when I can get the ego out of it and remember, you know, I'm doing it to, I do want to keep showing up. I do want you to keep, oh, there she is again talking about that so that people continue to just be curious about it and, and get and have that buy-in. And we're seeing it, we're seeing it play out, which is, has been really, a really awesome thing. Let's talk about the business side of things a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, what What's really the most challenging and rewarding pieces about what you do, right? As a therapist, as a business owner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's not all rainbows, right? I say it's a really beautiful no. thing, but there is so much behind the scenes, as you know. And I never have professed to really be like a business person. I'm definitely not a numbers person. You know, um, my husband, we don't make any decisions without a spreadsheet, but that's because of him. (laughs) You know, it's not that side of it. I'm more of a, um, oh, I have this idea and I'll figure it out. And this feels good, you know, right? So therapist-y of me. And so a lot of it has felt like I'm kind of making it up as I go along (laughs) and yet you know, obviously there, it's still rooted. I use my, my resources and my people that are available to me to help me make sure that it's all, you know, that I'm doing it all right. But it can definitely feel uh, overwhelming. There are just so many decisions to make all the time as an entrepreneur or not even that have to be made, but just the, the swirling of what could happen or what uh, might be next or what we could shift here. I feel like that's that could be pretty constant if I don't work on it to, to compartmentalize it a little bit. And that's where the self-care piece matters so much for us business owners because it could be nonstop. Um, and there have definitely been periods throughout the ownership where it has looked like that. Uh, so, you know, and just the, the fielding of questions too. all of um, my teammates, you know, you've, you've got to be responsive and you never know what question you might get or what comes up because we're dealing with we're working with humans so just being really flexible and figuring out for me that has had to look like pulling back on some one-on-one client hours because there's just not the mental capacity for all of it so i feel like i'm you know now from 3 years ago i'm in a much more balanced position to be able to carry the entrepreneurship alongside my own therapeutic work with clients um, but that has taken a while to get there <laughs> Um, and then that's the reward too, right? The reward is that I've gotten to shape it and that and that I do have that flexibility to say, I'm going to pull back here or put more here. And that's, I think, why a lot of us could do this. You know, I've got two young kids and I can be there when I want to be. And that's that was really the whole point initially to, um, too for just, you know, autonomy. So, um, you know, it's the risk and the reward, the highs and the lows. Those are the um, kind of two sides of the same coin. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, you know, I think this sort of, it's so common in our field as therapists, like you were saying earlier, is like, we're the dreamers. And typically, Mm -hmm. like, we can make it happen. You know, it might not be on a spreadsheet, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) it's going to happen. And I have found over and over again, that therapists tend to be partnered up with or married to 
people that are more on the spreadsheet side of things. Right. And it's it's a really interesting phenomenon to me. And it's it almost every therapist I've ever met. And I think, I think it's such right. a good balance. And and then this idea of like, okay, two small kids at home and you're the mom and you're the business owner and you're creating this flexibility. It's it's happening. It it's so common. It's so many mm-hmm. of us in that Mm -hmm. um, same situation. And it's the reason why a lot of us do this, right? To create more flexibility in our life and our schedule so that we can make different choices and be home, you know, at times we want to be home. And um, all of that is, that's totally possible, right? That is the, that's the highs of business ownership and creating it. And like you said earlier, it can turn into uh, becoming all-consuming. So I get curious when you were talking about your self-care, you know, Mm -hmm. what does that look like for you and how do you make sure that it's prioritized in a way Mm -hmm. that it doesn't get overtaken by the business? Because I think a lot of our listeners can relate to that. Yeah. And of course, I'm not like the poster child for it, right? I'm very much a do what I say, not what I do kind of therapist when it comes to some of this oftentimes, right? So it is about the checks and balances. And as you were saying, as you're saying all that, I, you know, it, it, for me, it's been so much values work and the things that you can't put a number on. Uh, and so I, I am always doing values clarifications with clients. And I use those as kind of my own measure to my own grounding to remember what's really important and where I want my priorities to be. But I have, you know, on my, I do sort of, you know, basic, quote unquote, basic things like in the, in our electronic health record, I have certain hours blocked and it's like non-negotiable, you know, obviously I could always override it, but they're non-negotiable and it's things like, you know, won't see a client before 10 AM or, you know, Pilates class here, like everything is scheduled on there because then I'm less likely to fill it with a client or fill it with just something unnecessary or whatever. So I schedule everything out. I have my own therapist, uh, of course, and do my own work. And that's completely integral. And I'm one of those therapists that believes that I should always have my own therapist. And I also see my colleague who's who does the energy work and Enneagram stuff too. So I'm always tapping into other modalities as well. Um, massage, like physical touch for me is a really, really big grounder and reset and my nervous system needs that. So I I always I prioritize that. And I'm I'm lucky I have the privilege to do that and a partner that supports all of that. But I think my biggest sort of tip and I try to tell my new clinicians that are starting out who just want to say yes to everybody and all the time, schedule it in. So at least you create that pause to consider, oh, do I want to override this or not? And it, it can hold you a little bit more accountable. Scheduling it in is like number one strategy, right? And Uh I uh tell this, you know, tell this to everyone on our team and any uh, client I work with um, that, you know, if it's not on the calendar, it's going to get, it's going to get taken over by something else. And um, it's the, it seems like a simple strategy, but it's also can be really, really difficult to do. But one of the main things I always recommend is scheduling in your lunches and your breaks first and all the self-care pieces first before you schedule clients. And 
hold yourself accountable. Pretend like you're going to meet with someone, you know, a good friend at that time, but that good friend is yourself, right? Yes. Um, Yeah. So important. And and also knowing the limit of how many clients per day is kind of your number. Because I have had, you know, days where I was seeing nine clients that is not sustainable, like girlfriend, no, you know, and so I, I try like at this point, this season of my career in my life, honestly, like four is my sweet spot, but five is okay. But if I push beyond that, I can tell a huge difference. So as you know, it's just a lot of checking in with yourself too. And, and really, again, holding to that structure. Definitely. Hey there, this is Katie from Jane. Jane is an all-in-one practice management software with features that can help you manage and grow your practice. Some of those features include Jane's client-friendly online booking, integrated one-on-one telehealth, and our unified payment solution that makes it easy to process payments in person or online. And not to toot our own horn, but we have a ridiculously good support team who's here for you in every step of your journey. You can call us, email us, or chat with us. Support is unlimited, so take advantage of it. Head to jane.app to connect with a member of our team. Or if you're ready to get started with Jane, mention the Wellness Center Creators Podcast for a one-month grace period applied to your new account. Talk soon. So Juliet, what what is one thing you wish you would have known at the beginning of starting the group practice multidisciplinary clinic? Uh, I wish I had not necessarily based the practice on other bigger groups in our area. I really did it off the, I molded it after the place where I came from and we were all 1099s there. And so that's what I did. And I wish that I had not done that. I wish that I had started everybody off as W2s um, off the bat. So we're making, we have made a lot of changes and we are making a lot of changes, but I think that would have, it would have been a lot cleaner had I done it from the jump. Mm-hmm. That's super important information. It's probably then one of the number one questions that I get. And uh-huh. so why tell tell the listeners why you wish you mm-hmm. would have done that and why it's easier now? Yeah. I mean, I, I the type of of team leader I'll call myself or business owner I want to be is someone who can I want to be generous to my team. And I want to be able to provide and I want to be able to mentor and want to be able to be a little bit more hands-on, not in a micromanaging way, but in a supportive way. And when you start to do that, they become more employees than contractors. And I just didn't realize that. Uh, So for me, I want to be able to, you know, have parties and, you know, have them share the electronic health record and, you know, furnish their offices, all of those things. And we just, nobody told me that there was so much misinformation out there. And again, I just sort of copied this other big practice, but now I realize like they didn't know either. And I think that I I hear it all the time too, because I think we're all shifting and we're understanding more and hopefully, you know, moving towards making that right decision, but it actually feels better as a business owner too, because I can, I can show up in the way that I want to show up and not worry that I'm doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. And it can oftentimes feel a lot better to the team also, mm-hmm. because there's yeah. a lot more clarity in roles and responsibilities and also like the mission and vision of the business. And the most important piece being right, the clarity around the vision and mission of the business to begin with, yes. right? Is it to be cohesive? And a lot of a lot of times multidisciplinary business owners, clinic owners want a collaborative, cohesive team. And yeah. so in order to do that, um, employees, the employee model is going to serve you 
um, yep. long term. Absolutely. I just think there were a lot of misconceptions that I had about it, about what that meant. And then when you get down to it, the structure can really be pretty similar. Like a lot of things aren't going to, that didn't change, <laughs> but it's just, yeah, you're right. I think everybody and the feedback has been exactly what you said, um, that they feel better about it too. So that fear kept me from doing it even sooner. Yeah. It's been so lovely to chat with you, Juliet. I wonder if you could tell our listeners about the giveaway um, you want to offer to them. And then if anyone wants to find you, how do they do that? Sure. Yeah. So beyond just, you know, being the business owner and therapist, I do uh, coaching for other healers, other wellness professionals. And that might look like somebody who wants to start their own private practice, who wants to start a group practice, who wants maybe somebody who just wants to show up in the media more because I do a lot of, as you heard in the intro, just local TV and and print media. And so I help kind of coach people about how to show up in that way as a service in our profession and also for marketing. And so I have actually like one spot open right now. So um, absolutely would love to to hear from you all and um, help walk alongside you in that. My personal website is yet by go to therapy.com. And so there's more info on the coaching there. And I also have uh, merchandise. So the whole Yep, I Go to Therapy brand is uh, we've got shirts and mugs and art prints and therapist reminders and keychains. And I truly am on, I told you it's a little obnoxious, but a mission of just um, getting the word out and ending the stigma around going to therapy. So we have a discount code for listeners today, uh, wellness 30 to get 30% off of um, anything from the merch shop. Um, And I'm also on, of course, on the socials at Yep, I Go to Therapy. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for listening to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please visit our website at wellnesscentercreators.com for more show notes and additional episodes. Plus, if you do have time, please subscribe to the podcast and please consider rating and reviewing the show. That will help other people find us. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time on the Wellness Center Creators Podcast.